The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else send me a mess to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLiberty.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face is made for radio, Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, you will see that we're streaming there. I put it in the wrong place, so I'm going to have to change that out after the show. Boy, these, I, this is two mornings in a row I've messed that up. Anyway, <clears throat> forgive me, just go on the one that's live. <laughs> we're also streaming live on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and also Roku on Cutting Edge TV. But uh, yeah, blow that up on there, and I'll have Bradley's show back on right after the show. Okay, I'll put that in the right place, and I'll put 
the live version that will be record it'll be saved down below that okay be sure and check that out sorry about that Oh, the things that happen in the mornings. Uh, right above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Remember, we don't rent, e- uh, sell or spam your email. One email a day, including the morning show archive. And then if you want to help us out, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can make a one-time donation or partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. That's a monthly partner. And that link is also at the top of the page, along with our store. A lot of products in there for great conversation starters. And, folks, we, we really don't make any money off of that. Um, it is... It is to benefit you. It really is. Um, so if you if you want to get those those products there, they're there for you to use so you can start conversations with other people, uh, whether it's about the gospel, whether it's about our Christian heritage, whether it's about the law, whatever the case may be, the gospel. Any of those things, obviously, to drive us to Christ. That's the, that's the that's the idea that we want to we want to push. But uh, in this week, you got another day and a half or so. We're doing the My War series, um, and that's normally $60. This is a five-part DVD series that Bradley did, aired on national television uh, almost a year, uh, for almost a year it did. And this is going inside the public school system, seeing what they taught, they teach the children, and we're going to hit on some of that today, okay? But this is normally $60 through midnight tomorrow night, Saturday night. You can get this for 10% off when you use the promo code MYWAR. That's all one word, MYWAR, and you'll get 10% off of that. So be sure to take advantage of that. And that's true tomorrow night at midnight. You can you can do that. Now let me give you a couple of stories that are out, <clears throat> and then I want to hit on this issue that as the Biden administration labels parents domestic terrorists, the schools are attacking their children, and not not just with mass mandates, Okay. Not just with mass mandates. They're getting attacked on all fronts. Okay? And if you have not seen some of the stuff I'm fixing to show you in just a minute, I, it'll make you wonder, where are the dads in those communities? Because one of these things that I'm going to show you, I, I just, I, I told Bradley, I said, I'm surprised some of these people were still breathing for what they did. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Let me bring bring a couple of uh, stories up here from sonslibertymedia.com, and then we'll get right into that. Give me just a couple of minutes to do this. Uh, first of all, you remember the other week I did a show, and we had an article on the, the former FDA commissioners. All three of the major shop producers, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, all have former FDA commissioners... Who work for them? I think the guy that, that's tied to Pfizer, he doesn't directly work for them. He works for a company that's that's tied to them that do a lot of things there. All former FDA commissioners, don't tell me, don't tell me that there's not a conflict of interest there. See, this is what happens when you act unlawfully by establishing an, unlaw, an unconstitutional FDA. But it's worse than that. FDA committee members who are reviewing those shots for the 5 to 11-year-olds, they worked for Pfizer or have Pfizer connections. Yep. That's right. They do. And here's one of them. Stephen Pergam, um, acting chair Arnold S. Monto, committee member... Archana 
Chatterjee, Myron Levine. I don't think that's the Fred Flintstone cousin it person. I don't think that's Rachel, right? He's he's got the name Rachel. Gita K. Swami, Greg Sylvester. These are all on <clears throat> the FDA committee to approve the shots for the kids, 5 to 11. Do you think there's a conflict of interest there? What about this one? And these tie with the shots. Louisiana, or excuse me, 8,000 Mayo Clinic employees are to be fired come, I think it's January 3rd of 2022. So they've got about two months for refusing to take the shots. They're still experimental. I should play the call I gave to Pfizer. I read you the email. They still haven't responded to my question, is it on the market? They, they responded to my big question late in the day, which I was surprised they did. They ha- still haven't responded to my question, hey, is commodity on the market? They, they just aren't going to do that. They're going to let the people buy into the illusion without saying anything. That's what they're doing. Okay? And then hundreds of them took to the street. Check out this little report. I want to give you this little report on what happened with the Mayo Clinic. Vaccination or termination. Thousands of Mayo Clinic employees risk losing their jobs if they remain unvaccinated for COVID-19. That's according to an internal employee memo sent to unvaccinated employees yesterday. Mayo Clinic has confirmed to us that it is now mandating all of its staff to be vaccinated by the start of next year or they will be let go. The more than 8,000 employees have until January 3rd to roll up their sleeves. The memo sent Wednesday to the more than 8,000 unvaccinated employees says it's to protect everyone's safety and in anticipation of federal requirements. And it's not a decision. The feds don't have authority to require it. Male employees who wish to be kept anonymous in fear of losing their jobs hear this news with a variety of emotions. One staffer says, quote, as a remote employee who never has contact with patients or even co-workers, I feel this is unfair, end quote. Others believe Mayo is digging themselves in a hole that will be hard to get out of. If they think they're five to six nurses short now, what are they going to do when people do walk? And there will be people that will walk at the end of December that will walk. What are they going to do if they're already having to pay double time because they don't have enough staff to work? What are they going to do when that number of people walk? And face the dilemma to be vaccinated. All right, so Barrett, this could possibly leave Mayo with a lot of job openings in the midst of a labor shortage already. How many openings are we seeing right now here in Rochester? Well, Tom, I spent some time looking at Mayo Clinic's job postings for its Rochester location today. There are more than 1,000 job openings at this time. Tom. Now this, these are the hundreds of people that showed up. I believe it is in Rochester. Rochester and they're protesting what Mayo's doing, which is unlawful. See, you stop the mandate by not complying. Every one of you, by not complying. And they've got a nice little crowd of a couple hundred people who are walking down the street. Good for them.
And they've got some support, too. All right, so... So you get, the, you get the idea of what's going on there. This is the Mayo Clinic. I mean, who would have thought the Mayo Clinic, of all people, making these mandates? Here's another one. This is some good news, too. We're going we're gonna to see what happens with this. A Louisiana family sues after the, their son is vaccinated at school without their consent. Another, another thing that I sit in my mind, and I'm going, how is the person who did this to their son still breathing. I just, I'm just, I'm beside myself. Or at least, see, I want to say stuff here. You guys know what I mean. Because these shots are deadly. Especially the younger they're getting in these kids, it looks like they're more deadly. And yet this happened down in Louisiana. A rare admission this is what Matt writes. A rare admission, a massive healthcare company, Oshner Health, has admitted fault after a child was administered Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine shot, it's not a vaccine, at school without his parents' permission. These people, look, suing them is not enough. When you win the case, there ought to be such a settlement as these people never, ever, ever, never, ever operate as a business ever again. Ever. It's like a cop who acts unlawfully and he takes the life of somebody that he shouldn't have took the life of. He's not justified in taking it. And you know what? He needs to pay life for life. Just like what Scripture says. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, life for life. That is what government, that is what it's supposed to do, deal with the evildoer. Not be labeling parents domestic terrorists like we're going to talk about today. It's supposed to be dealing with the evildoers and bringing real justice there. But are they doing it? Nope. Here's another one. And then we're going to get to our topic here. This was put out by uh, Chuck Baldwin yesterday. This is great. Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci, history's most prolific mass murderers. I want you to think about that for just a second. You and I have heard, for our life, for our entire lives, we've heard, I'm going to lay my hands on you again, got a little out of focus there. We've heard all our lives about Hitler. We've heard all our lives about Mussolini. We've heard all our lives about Pol Pot. We've heard all our lives about Mao Zedong. Now, you know, in recent history, we've, we've heard about Saddam Hussein or the, the stuff they're telling about the guy over in Syria, uh, Bashar al-Basad. Uh, what's his name? Al-Basad. Yeah, I forget, I forget his name right now. The guy over in Syria. <laughs> Bashar al-Assad. Thank you very much. Um, the point is, we've heard all about that. We haven't seen, we really haven't seen any of it for ourselves. We read it about it in history books from the victors. That's that's who we read it about, okay? We are witnessing the same things. These guys are making history, and it ain't good history. They're being used as the hand of God, and if you hear stuff going on, it's because we're having a downpour here. So if that's echoing through the windows and the walls, it is really coming down here in South Carolina. 
these guys are mass murderers, but they're not the only ones. See, it's not just one guy who gets the label. Adolf Hitler wasn't killing all the people. It was all the people that was following him. Okay? Yep, you're exactly right. Susanna said, had some American murderers that list. Fauci, Biden, Trump, Gates, Soros, Big Pharma, the medical community, Congress, Fed, and state officials. Exactly right. That's exactly right. They're all in on it. I don't care. Look, they can be ignorant of it. That may be for some of them. Some of them may be ignorant of what's actually going on. But I can't believe that if they're actually serious about this whole pandemic, that they don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't believe that. Okay? I just don't believe it. In any case, let's get to our topic today. Now, as Biden, Merrick Garland, and the Department of Injustice label parents as domestic terrorists. Now, I, I was thinking, can I pull that up? And I forgot to pull it up. I'm going to see if I added this in here because I want to bring in something that that was pretty it was a pretty popular story several years ago under the Obama administration. Um, let me see if I if I still if I have this they they killed the site I used to work for Freedom Outpost because eh, well there's there's some stuff there. This is um if you guys remember, there was an NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, right? And that has, they have to uh, re-up, this is what uh, the Constitution says when you've got a standing, when you, when you make a standing army, which our founding fathers were against, this is why they have a militia, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, to enforce the law. When you have a standing army, you have to re-up it every two years. And that's what that basically does. And uh, one of the things... Is that, oh man, yeah, I've lost my video. I'm going to have to go find the video and reapply this because, seriously, this is, um, this was Lindsey Graham. And they've pulled the video off of YouTube. I, I didn't save it where I should have. So I'm going to have to go and try to dig it out of the Wayback Machine if I can do that. But, the senator from my state, because they came on and they talked about holding people indefinitely, and not just on American soil, they can hold them somewhere else in the world. One of these CIA black sites, any of this kind of stuff. Okay, They don't specify it. If government says you're a terrorist, they don't have to prove you're a terrorist. If they just say you are one, they're saying they can do this. Now, this is a complete violation of the, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, um, the whole premise of the Declaration of Independence. And so there was a fish fry down the road here from me in South Carolina several years ago. A guy who I was friends with on Facebook had went down and did an interview with Lindsey Graham because he was down there, you know, shucking and jiving to get it, get his money for his campaign and stuff. And he asked him, he said, what did you mean when you went on the Senate floor or the, the House floor? He wasn't, he wasn't a senator there, I don't think. Maybe he was. I don't, I don't remember. But he went on the floor uh, as a people's representative. And he said, if you're a terrorist, you don't get a lawyer. Okay? If you're a terrorist, you don't get a law. Okay, so 
the first thing is, doesn't isn't the American premise that you are innocent until proven guilty? Have you noticed how that's been swapped around in the media? Because the media is determining whether or not we think somebody's guilty or not. Have you noticed how that mentality has come in? That's the democracy mentality. Believe it or not, that's the democracy mentality. Convince you of something that hasn't even been proven yet. And so Graham was asked about that at this fish fry. No, you know, the only camera was the guy recording him. And Lindsay says, well, you know, if we find out that you've been training with Al-Qaeda and then, you know, you're over here and you're caught in suspicious activity or you're caught in the midst of something or you're not caught in the midst of something or whatever the case may be, you don't get an attorney. We don't give you an attorney. And I go, well, wait a minute. Now, everybody might be saying, well, that's a good thing, isn't it, Tim? They shouldn't be. I mean, if these guys are, well, okay, listen very carefully. What are they doing now? They're telling parents, you're domestic terrorists. If you dare to be angry about what your school board is letting in on your children, what they are mandating about your children that that affects their health, you're a domestic terrorist. And they'll even make up stuff. You're threatening them. Yeah, with removing them from office, maybe arresting them and prosecuting them. Yeah. I've yet to see anybody threatening to go kill, you know, mass murder school boards. I I just haven't seen that. I don't think it exists. And if it does, if somebody's actually doing that and you can actually demonstrate they're doing that, then yeah, go after them. I have no problem with that. It's wrong. But I've yet to see anybody do anything like that. And so what if somebody's mad? It's their offspring they're protecting, guys. Because it's obvious the school board and the people above them, whether they're at the state or the federal level, aren't doing their jobs in prosecuting the evildoers. Romans 13, 1 to 5. But here was Graham years ago saying... You don't get an attorney just because we say you're a terrorist. Whether they prove it in court or not. And I heard some conservatives about some of these uh, Islamic jihadis, and they said, oh, well, you go in there and they'll get discovery, and then they'll start opening up how our stuff works. Well, good. We sh- the people should know how, how our government works. I'm not justifying jihadis. I'm not. I'll tell you this. I get some of them in other countries. When we go and invade countries, which we have no business being in, and they say, hey, wait a minute, the infidels are coming in. This is our land. We're told to fight them off. Let me ask you something, Americans. South Carolinians, North Carolinians, Michigans, Michiganites, I don't know what you guys call yourself up there. People from the various sovereign states of the United States. If a foreign government came in here and sent their military here, would you fight against them? Even if they label you terrorist, you're fighting to defend your home. I'm just simply saying, many of those people are justified in doing what they're doing. They're like, look, my homeland's being attacked. I can't help it that we can't get that should keep our nose out of everybody's business over there. Mind our own. We would be in far better positions 
all around if we did that. But we don't do that. And we don't do it because of money and power and control and oil and resources and everything else. So that was that's what it was. Now, when he brought this up, he's talking about Al-Qaeda. He's talking about Islamic jihadis, even though he doesn't really say that. That's what he was talking about. Now, fast forward a few years, just a few years, because this was back in like, I don't know, 2013, 14, 15, somewhere in there, somewhere. That he said that uh, that Graham said this and the NDA was passed and uh, Barack Obama signed it. What was it on? uh, It was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, something like that. Nobody was paying attention. So let's fast forward. This is 2021. And we have the Department of Injustice, along with a phony president, basically labeling parents who are upset about what their kids are being taught or what's allowed to go on in schools or what's mandated for their kids, though they are completely against it, being labeled as domestic terrorists. And now the FBI is involved. The same criminal FBI that time and time and time and time and time again has has actually allowed domestic terrorism on our soil. Well, Salt, why is Lindsey Graham still my senator? I have no idea. A lot of people in South Carolina, God bless their heart, you know what that means, buy into the whole red wave Republican against Democrat stuff. I can tell you stories. I've been out here down at the crossroads down below my house to put up signs for people that have shown that they have integrity. They've already been in office and they've shown they have integrity. They've actually voted and stood for the Constitution. And I'll be out there and I'll be putting up my signs right next to or in front of Lindsey Graham's and I had a guy stop in the middle of the road. And this it's not a busy intersection like you normally think of that. But there are cars coming through there all the time. This guy stops in the middle of the road and says, Don't you touch that Graham sign. I said, Dude, I'm not touching his sign. I'm putting out my own. And it was to fire Graham. It was to elect the other guy that we were trying to get elected. This is this is the this is the delusion the people are under. Again, that their representatives are going to do for them what they won't do for themselves. All right, so here's what I want to bring you to. The reporter online reported that there was a lady named Vicki Flannery. Now, I already had the video from her off her Facebook page. I sent her a message. We're going to see if we can bring her on. She's a, she's a uh, chair chapter for Moms of Liberty. And this is in, uh, this is, uh, it's up in Pennsylvania, okay? So I know we have some listeners there from Pennsylvania. She began to talk about a book that was found in the Oak Park Elementary Library. All boys aren't blue. Now, I'm going to just say this right out. The video is short that she gives, and even on Facebook she said, I'm still scrubbing my body in bleach, from having to even read the small portion I did. And this is not for little ears, okay? This shouldn't have even been in the in the school library. It, no, no adult should have to deal with this at all. They, they just shouldn't. Paul says in Romans 1, these things are shameful. 
They're, they're not even things that you should talk about. Well, we're having to talk about it because they're shoved in our face because we haven't brought justice against these criminals. That's why. And so Vicky has something to say. And again, if you've got little ones, maybe you're listening to this live and they're up at this time of the morning, which sometimes that happens, or you're listening to a replay later on, this is not for their ears, okay? So five, four, three, Two, one. And here's Vicki. Mrs. Flannery. Go ahead. Vicki Flannery, North Wales Borough. I just want to put a disclaimer. If your kids are here or if they're watching, um, I ask that you just please remove them. On September 25th of this year, Jonathan Costa retweeted, seems somewhat hypocritical that Moms for Liberty wants to ban books, and wrote, ironic how such rugged individuals are so delicate when it comes to masks, vax, and now books, snowflake. Mr. Casa, let me share with you and your colleagues one of these books that up until this week resided in the Oak Park Elementary Library. This book was removed because of one of our parents. This book is All Boys Aren't Blue, a memoir manifesto by George Johnson. You told me to take off my pajama pants, which I did. You then took off your shorts, followed by your boxers. There you stood in front of me, fully erect, and said, taste it. At first, I laughed and refused, but then you said, come on, Matt, taste it. This is what boys like us This do is in an elementary school library. You eventually got up off me and told me to come to the bathroom, that you wanted to show me one more thing. You turned on the light and closed the door. You began stroking yourself in front of me. I just stood there nervous because I didn't know what to expect next. You said, just keep watching, Matt. So I stood there and watched you for several minutes. Then you began to moan slightly. I took a step back because I didn't know what was about to happen. And then it did. You ejaculated into the toilet in front of me. I was very unaware of what sex involved at the time, primarily because I stayed away from it. For the first few minutes, we dry humped and grinded. I was behind him with my stomach on his back as we kissed. After a few minutes of fun and games, he got up and went to the nightstand, where he pulled out a condom and some lube. He then lay down on his stomach. I knew what I had to do, even if I had never done it before. I had one point of reference, though, and that was seven-plus years of watching pornography. Although the porn was heterosexual, it was enough of a reference point for me to get the job done. I remember the condom was blue and flavored like cotton candy. I put some lube on it and got up on his knees and got him up on his knees. I began to slide into him from behind. I tried not to force it because I imagined it would be painful. I will not continue. Amen. That's far too much anyway. Do any of you, any of you, find this book that depicts a sexual encounter and rape acceptable for any minor, regardless of gender or sexual orientation? Because I do not find this at all acceptable. A child is a child. And if you see this acceptable, you belong on a national registry and not a school board. Okay, so, I, you know, I think it's a clever wording, national registry. And I get the idea that something should be done to out these people and shame them. But this isn't even sexually explicit. This is sodomy indoctrination. You say, Tim, why would you, why would you play such a thing? I'm going to tell you why. 
because some of you out there still aren't hearing what these criminals are doing to the kids in this country. That you don't hear what they're doing. You don't see it. You don't want to think it's happening in your backyard. But it is. Many of you remember the quote-unquote homosexual manifesto. It's the sodomite manifesto. In which they said they're coming after our kids. They're going to come after our kids. Let me tell you something. You're going to get something very biblical if you come after my kids. If you're a sodomite and you're coming after my kids, you're going to get something real biblical. I'm not going to wait on the courts. I'm just going to tell you. Just going to tell you. And there are many dads and there are moms who aren't going to let you do it either. Now, this lady says you belong on a national registry, not on school board. She's got the concept right. The problem is she should say you belong at the bottom of an ocean with a millstone tied around your neck, not on the school board. That's Jesus's words, not mine. If you offend one of these little ones, it's better if you wrapped a millstone around your neck and threw yourself in the sea. But if you're too cowardly to do the right thing by that, then maybe the people ought to be dealing with you that way. Just saying, and that's lawful, according to God's law. I mean, God's law doesn't even specify this issue with children. Jesus has to come forth and say it because it's presumed based on the other laws that are there. If a man lies with a man, both of them shall what? Be put to death. You say, well, you I, I had one guy, I challenged him over the justice system in America in one of these uh, MeWe groups. It's a smart guy. A lot of the stuff, man, he said in the group, I completely agreed with, but this guy rejects there's a creator, rejects there's a God, all of that. And I just asked him, I said, how is your, your sense of justice just? How is the incarceration process, how is that just? Well, I would rather be innocent and kept in incarceration than just be summarily pulled out and slaughtered. Well, I, I don't want that. I don't want that either. If you're innocent... But there's two things going on. There is an issue to where either it is just and that and the definition of that justice and how it's just comes outside of us. Therefore, it is objective, not subjective. What he was providing to me was subjective, and he was trying to say I was subjective. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just said what the creator said. That came outside of me. I didn't come up with that idea because if I had the idea, I'd probably think like he did. I'd be thinking about, well, what's best for me? And by the way, I'm not for the feds executing anybody. I'm not for the state executing anybody. I think this ought to be as local and as close to home as possible because the idea of a trial is really to prove the innocence of the person. And if you can't prove their innocence, what are you proving? Their guilt. Most people don't think about it that way. They think, well, you got to prove them guilty. Well, wait, you do, have, you do have to prove them guilty for their sentence. That's true. But we're innocent until proven guilty. This is why it angers me. 
that courts, especially federal courts, and their attorneys are engaged in all kinds of Brady violations because they will not allow exculpatory evidence entered into the court. The ju- as far as I'm concerned, the judge has no business telling them what evidence they can't enter unless it has absolutely nothing to do with the case. For instance, judge, I've got this bottle here with this, that, and the other. Well, okay, what does that have to do with the fact that you're accused of murder of three people? Nothing. You can't bring that in. That's one thing. But if you've got evidence that shows that you're innocent, you ought to be allowed to do that. Now, she's not the only one that spoke. There was another lady, um, and I don't have a video. I don't know if there, I don't think there was a video for this. But Pennsylvania News Today reported this. Her name is uh, Carrie Rock. She's a parent in the same area, okay? And she was dealing with another book, okay? She says, do you feel uncomfortable as an adult when you hear these words? How do you think this makes your child feel? My child can go to one of the libraries in this area and pick it up. I'm really tired of my stomach. Uh, I'm really tired of my stomach, thinking I can. At a long... School board meeting at North Penn High School. This is where this took place at this this lady that I just played for you, Vicki Flannery, uh, that she spoke at on Thursday night. Rocks and several parents read a board excerpt from a book they claimed to have recently found at a school in the district. Now, this is a different book than the book that Miss Flannery just pointed out in the same in the library. This is an excerpt that prompted a content warning. For the district NPTV channel. Okay, so so get this. She's they're they're recording what she's saying. And because she's gonna read an excerpt from it, NPTV channel said, Oh, we need to put a content label warning on this. We've been allowing it in the library for the children. But hey, if mom's gonna read out of that book to the audience and to the school board. Content label, content warning. Do you see the utter hypocrisy here? My goodness. The report goes on. While she was speaking, Rox introduced herself as the mother of four upper Gwinnett's and posted a magnified photo of the page of the graphic novel, uh, novel Gender Queer. That's the book that she's pointing out. Which deals with gender identity claiming to be a high school student. She showed a page depicting sexual activity and asked the board when she read an excerpt containing words never seen before at a school board meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, let let me just, I know some people are going to say, it's free speech. No, it's not. When I was little, and when I say little, I'm talking like between 11 to 18. I can still remember it today. If you're eleven to eight, if you're eleven to under eighteen, if you're if you're under eighteen, let's just put it that way, and you go into a convenience store or somewhere else and you try to buy a pornographic magazine, what do they tell you? Get out of here, man! You're not of age, right? That's what they tell you. At least that's what they used to tell you. Maybe I'm wrong now. And why was that? It's because we still have laws on the books called "You're contributing to the delinquency of a minor." You're contributing to the delinquency of a minor by passing that stuff off to them. So here's Miss Rock. She shows a picture 
of one of the pages in the book showing sexual activity, asked the board when she read an excerpt containing words never said before at the school board meeting, who made the decision to make this okay? I know the fact that the list in this book has to come across one of your desks to approve. Is it your intention to care for your children? Who made it your job to steal their innocence? And that's exactly what they're doing. The devil comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy, and so does his children. And these people who allow this stuff are his kids. They're not God's. I don't care what church they attend. I don't care what kind of label they put on themselves as calling themselves Christian. They love God. They pray every day. They read their Bible, blah, 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 blah. They let stuff like this going on. They're showing who they really are. They're a devil. Just like their daddy. And she went on and she said, just because we think we're only looking at six months doesn't mean we don't know what's going on. That's the constant barrage of your terrible policy and us. It was the mismanagement of the school and it drove us to a turning point. You are now Satan's pawn for me. No, there there is children. They're not just his pawn. There is children. You all hate it. Now, if you there's a I, I put the video here. It's like a two hour meeting. It isn't just these ladies, okay? The same book that she referenced up there in Pennsylvania, there was another lady at Keller ISD School in Texas who was doing the same thing. They've got it there. This isn't just one place. That's that's why I added that link in there that you can check that out. It isn't just one place. Now, before I get to this other one, this the other story that I added to this, and I'm going to... Uh, I hope I can finish up here shortly, but... This came out today. This is hot off the press. Six hours ago, WSOC-TV over here in Charlotte. Check this out. I was shocked. Parents upset over sexually explicit art assignment at CMS Middle School. And by the way, somebody mentioned in chat that uh, there were they took a, 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 a group of kids. What do they call those? The, the school trips, at the, the field trip. They took them to a sodomite bar. And I saw the images of what was on the wall as the kids walked by. I I mean... I I have no words for stuff like that. I just... I, I don't have words for how depraved and how criminal... This is, and some people, look, I I just, when I think, and listen to me, parents, listen very carefully. If you've got kids in public school, listen carefully. These people are wicked doing this. I want to ask you a very simple question. What does that make you for sending your kids to these wicked people? Let me ask it again. These people are wicked, and some of you, I can, I can just see you now. You're boiling over at some of this. You're really going to have it when I show you this other stuff. You're mad as H-E double hockey sticks at what's going on here. And then you turn around, and this morning you'll go drop your kids off at the same status public indoctrination center where you don't know what goes on for those eight or nine or ten hours you've got your kids there. You'll go take them to the bus stop and say, oh, I love you, little Johnny. I love you, little Susie. Have a good day. What makes you better 
than those you're angry with. Because you're sending your children to be indoctrinated by your enemies. And then you have the audacity to complain about it? This is from CMS. Explicit art assignment. Here's what we're told. A Charlotte Mecklenburg middle school principal is promising to take action over an art assignment given to some students. Well, he should have took action before it was given, don't you think? Parents told Channel 9 their sixth graders at Kennedy Middle School were told to study an artist's work that they say is too graphic for preteens. That means prepubescent, by the way. I think we've got the whole thing wrong as far as pubescent and prepubescent because God builds the bodies in such a way that when they become pubescent, they're, they're entering into the stage where we should have matured their minds to follow their bodies so that they can start to get married and have children and they're not you know, dealt with a lot of this other stuff. It's just incredible. Tim, you're pushing pedophilia. No, I'm not. Pedophile has the word pedo. Anybody ever heard of pedo baptism? What is that? Well, that's where we baptize our children, our infants. We're talking about prepubescent children at that point. Our forefathers used to marry women who, and they were teenagers too themselves, used to marry women when they were in their mid-teens, early to mid-teens, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. They would get married then, and they would start their families. They weren't sexually promiscuous. I'm not saying there wasn't promiscuity that went on in history, even among the greater times, but what I'm saying is they started early. They were mature. They started taking on a family. Leaving mom and dad and cleaving to their wife, right? As the Bible says. The image is so graphic that we can't show it. So we're sharing a version with parts blurred out. The district has pulled it, and some parents have questions. A piece of art by Kara Walker was posted to Canvas for sixth grade art students. It's sexually explicit, and Samantha Davis said she can believe her daughter and classmates were presented it. Now, I have... Looking at what's going on, I really can't tell what's going on in the picture. Okay? I just, I I can't tell. Because it doesn't seem there's a context there. Uh, And for the the listening audience, there's like, it's a black and white thing. There's a a man and woman. She looks like she's leaning in to kiss him. That's, That's pretty clear under like a moon and a tree. Then there's this pixelated thing that's going on behind them. And a lady laying on the ground, and this pixelated thing is at her feet. So I, I have, I, well, now that I think about it, maybe I can figure out what that is. And then there's, on the right side, there's another little hill, and this little silhouette is pixelated too. I have no idea what it is. I don't really want to know what it is. But this was fresh off the press this morning when I got ready to put in the, the thing for the video, for the show today. This was this morning. And at the center of this, you know, Michael Snyder had a great um, thing here, uh, a piece yesterday. Public schools are at the epicenter of America's values implosion. Amen, they are. And I don't quote, I don't quote Abraham Lincoln, okay, because he's a tyrant. So whatever he said, he was a hypocrite over anyway. He was a, filled his cabinet with Marxists too. Demonstrated he was a lawless man. 
But whatever is taught in our schools now, wait till it comes out in the culture and the policies in 10 or 20 or 30 years. You're already seeing what the hippies did in the 60s. You're you're seeing what they brought on us because we didn't bring justice. The church did not bring justice. The church has been impotent. She's been feminized. She has been sissified, wussified, whatever you want to call it. And as a result of that, she has not been the moral compass in the society, nor has she been the instrument to point to the justice of God against these criminal actions. And I'll say it before, I'll say it again. The problem lies with us, guys. It lies with us, the church. It doesn't lie with the world. The world's just doing what they're doing. They're stinking and rotting in their deadness. Ephesians 2, remember we went over that the other day. That's what they're doing. We are called to be salt and light. Preservatives. Okay, I get it, guys. You don't have to keep going on with the stuff. It's cool, okay? <laughs> no need to keep bringing up the sexual connotation. I, I just have had enough of it. I really have. Now listen, if all of this was not bad enough, the Hazard High School in Hazard, Kentucky. I, I don't remember if Hazard County, is that is that where the Dukes of Hazard, that was where they were so allegedly from? Where were they from, Kentucky? Um, maybe I'm wrong about that. These people openly, the staff, along with the principal, openly engaged in what they called a man pageant. I'm telling you, this this principal, by the way, let me show you who he is. This is the guy here, Donald Mobellini. He's not only the principal at this high school, he is the mayor of Perry County City in Kentucky. This guy right here. The guy looks like a pedophile. You say, what is a pedophile like? He just just looks creepy. Now, those of you listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you're not going to be able to see this. I'll try to give you a visualization of some of the images that these guys posted. And the principal here, Mr. Mobellini, they call him Happy. That's his nickname was participating in this, right? Again, please, I, I, I hate to have to even show you as adults. I, it's just shameful what they're doing, okay? I, I just, it gives me no pleasure to do that, but, and I'm not trying to desensitize people. I want people to act on it so we don't have to see it anymore. In your area, they're in Hazard County, Kentucky. This is what they put on. And these have, uh, the person posting this, these, uh, these clips have scratched out the students. They're wearing wigs. They're wearing pantyhose. These are guys at high school. Here is, uh, here's Happy Mobellini right here, right here in the midst of it. You're going to see him. Over here, he's got a student bent over. The student has pantyhose on his leg. He's standing behind him, assuming the position the lady was reading about in that book a minute ago, but he's got like a little whip or something 
and they gave all the boys spankings in front of the entire assembly there. You remember what we were talking about the other day to humiliate us? I think it was Lynn and I were talking about it. They're they're out to humiliate us. This is what this is doing. What do you think this is going to do to young men? Then they had the girls dress up in like these Hooters looking outfits. They came by and served all the staff drinks. Uh, they some of them uh, the male students were dressed in lingerie. Okay. Uh, and they gave the males gave lap dances to the staff. Now, how this isn't criminal and every one of these staff members is not brought up on charges and dealt with is beyond me. But it gets worse. See here? Here's the student bent over and they're giving him spankings. You can see he's got the pantyhose on. Then here's one of them giving a lap dance. He's been trannyized. And yet, when I, where I come from, when you were called a tranny, that means you... You were a transvestite. You dressed up like a girl. You were a guy. You dressed up like a girl. Didn't mean what we talk, what people call it today. And see them look, and they're laughing and clapping and having a good old time. Sick. I remember a, a guy I worked for. He came in one time he, he at this church down the road. Had this had these pictures. The men in the church. We're playing a game and dressed up like women. And I just looked at it going, doesn't your Bible say the same thing mine does, that God says that's an abomination? By the way, our friend over there in dispensationalism shows you exactly, who's been commenting in the Rubble Channel, he shows you exactly why it's dangerous. When I pointed that verse out to him, he goes, oh, that's for another time. We don't have that under the New Covenant. You see that? If it's not reiterated in the New Testament, it's not valid. Bull crap. Bull crap. Bestiality is not mentioned in the New Testament, and yet it's part of sexual immorality, is it not? Go to the Old Testament. God was clear when he spoke. Guys, there has to be some serious repentance among us as parents to go deal with these criminals. It's not enough to say, Lord, I'm sorry I didn't do anything. It's enough to go and do it now. Faith without works is dead. If you aren't taking that stand, you are worse than an infidel, and you have denied the faith. See you at 8 a.m. in the morning with Kate Shimrani. Adios.